What's up, boss? How you living, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm blessed. Can't complain, bro. All right. That is, that's just great to hear, man. First of all, man, I want to like to thank you so much for coming on my podcast. This is probably one of the biggest moments in my podcast history, and I've been doing this thing for almost two years now, and I'm just catching one of the biggest breaks in my life, man. So I just want to thank you again for coming on my podcast. And no doubt, uh, man. I appreciate you extending the opportunity to me, man. It's all about pouring into other people, bro. Thank, again, thank you so much, man. I'm about to give my intro, and then I'm going to bring you in and let you um, introduce yourself, okay? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Miles Fire. Back with another Miles Fire podcast. I hope y'all having a great week so far. I hope y'all are having a great day. Hope y'all are make, making some money, you know what I'm saying? Get out there and get your grind on. Guys, it is my honor and my pleasure to introduce you guys to Mr. Nathaniel Paxton, professional football player at the in, uh, Arena Football League and the, with the Bismack Bucks. So, Mr. Paxton, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody, man? My name is Nate Paxton, man. Currently playing in the IFL, the number one arena league in the world with the Bismarck Bucks. And I play outside linebacker and defensive end coming out of Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I'm from. So, thank you for having me on, brother. I appreciate you. No problem, man. Again, guys, professional football player, you know what I'm saying? Indoor football league, one of the best players in 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 his league, respectively. And guys, you know, I found him on LinkedIn, you know, just trying to network and get to know and trying to find players to do interviews with. And I reached out to Mr. Paxton, and he was the only one to uh, give me the opportunity. And so I thank him so much for giving me this opportunity to interview him, a professional football player. So, Mr. Paxton, I'm not going to hold you long, maybe 25 minutes. Is that cool? Yes, sir. That's right, brother. All right, man. So, I just want you to tell me a little bit about yourself from, you know, how you grew up. From let's We're going to start the first time you played football to the college recruiting process. Yes, sir. Well, for me personally, man, I grew up playing football my entire life, football and basketball, but I was way better at football just because basketball was a little too aggressive. So for me, man, growing up, man, I grew up homeless, uh, foster child was abused, so majority of my life I was homeless, so coming out of high school, I went to Clarkson High School, which wasn't known for producing good football teams nor good football players. Right. So out of the last 40 years, I'm the only What happened? You say you're the only one? I couldn't hear you. Oh, yeah, I was saying. I was, so I'm the only uh, football player who played Division One football in the last 40 years out of my high school. So that's pretty cool. A little fun fact right there. But with that, I was struggling the majority of my, my life. Always had both parents in my life, you know, my brothers and everything. But we just had the shorter end of the stick as far as, like, finances. So with that, it would be times we sleeping in cars, sleeping in old moldy hotels with rats and stuff. We're just struggling, to be honest with you. But from there, out of college, out of high school, I got offered to Alabama A&M to go play uh, football there. I had signed with them on signing day, but it didn't work out. So me and my father ended up going down, trying to go to Huntsville, went all the way down there. They turned us around and said they didn't even know who I was. It was a paperwork malfunction, basically something mm-hmm. out of my hands. From there, I was kind of devastated. I was devastated because that was my ticket out because people were out ticket out unless you're either playing sports or you're rapping or whatnot. But from there, I told my dad, I looked him in the face. I said, I don't care what it takes, dad. I'm 
going to go to college. I'm going to go play football at the college level. So he was right there with me. So like I said, we were struggling in and out of being homeless and whatnot. So we stayed in a little hotel right on uh, Memorial Drive. And literally every day I'm going to the uh, playgrounds and whatnot. Didn't have a gym membership. I couldn't afford one. So I'm doing push-ups, running on any field I can find, pull-ups on monkey bars. And finally, two, fast forward two years of doing that, in and out of struggling, uh, I, I, me and my dad started going to Georgia State. We heard they just got a football team the year I graduated high school, which was 2010. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad, every day, going back and forth for three months straight, catching the martyr, trying to you know meet with the coaches and get an opportunity. So finally, after about three three months and some change, we finally, so one of the players pointed us in the direction of Coach Bill Curry, which was my first head coach in college. Okay. They pointed us in the direction of his office, and uh, I went in there and talked to him. I was like, Coach, I don't need a handout, but I just want an opportunity if you give me that. So from there, he looked at my, uh, I was a straight-A student. I was just a guy who didn't get, you know, a fair shot like everybody else who hasn't got a fair shot. He gave me the opportunity. He said, you know what? And, and get enrolled into the school, which I did and got accepted. He said, we'll let you be a preferred walk-on, but you still got to come to the tryout. So I came to the tryout. It was like 300 people out there. I was the absolute smallest defensive end out there. There were guys who were from UGA, Alabama, who got released from those schools. We had guys from all different walks of life, but everybody was way bigger than me. Everything. So me, I'm not going to say I was intimidated, but I was like, well, they're not even gonna look my way. I'm the smallest D lineman out here. But right. from there, out of those 300 people, only 14 people made the team. I was the only D lineman who made the team. All right, man, man. I see you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so after that, man, it was just a long journey, man. Like I said, of just trials and tribulations. My family going through a lot, man. Just struggling. Like, it'll be times like throughout, I was a walk on, didn't earn a scholarship to my junior year of college. It'd be times I would go to uh, school, which was at Georgia State, and I would only be surviving me and my two younger brothers off a pack of noodles for a week. Not the whole box of noodles. I'm talking about just one pack. Wow. So it was that, drinking waters. And you can Google all this. Everything I'm telling you is 100% facts. But uh, from there, man, it was just uh, an uphill battle that I was facing as far as just be a D1 athlete, trying to eat as much as I could to actually look like a D1 athlete and just trying to do everything I could to put myself in the best position. So finally, one day, my junior year, one of my coaches saw me sitting at the Marta stop, and uh, he he offered to take me home, and I said, Coach, you don't got to, but he ended up doing it, and then he said, where you live at? And I said, I'll show you better than I can tell you. Ended up taking me to the little, you know, the little spot we were staying at, which was a moldy hotel. We had one car at the time. We was struggling to pay the little weekly for the hotel. Took me there. He said, Nate, why didn't you ever tell anybody? I said, Coach, same thing I told the coaches when I first got here. I'm not looking for a handout. I'll go get it if I got to go get it. The next day, uh, that was my junior year, we was going to training camp. So the head coach, Coach Trent Miles at the time, called me in his office. And he basically was just like, Nate, why didn't you ever tell anybody? You're one of the lights at practice. You make a lot of plays for us, this, that, and the other. I'm like, Coach, if I ain't earned a scholarship, I don't want it to be given to me. I'd rather earn it. So he said, man, you've earned everything you've gotten here. So a day before school starts, I mean, usually they do the, you know, the scholarship thing, like during training camp, basically. So he hadn't done it yet like he usually did. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably not getting a scholarship this year. I was finna max out on school loans. Like, everything was just going bad. Like, we were struggling still. 
So I'm like, man, I'm finna be done with school and football and my family finna get evicted. Man, the day before school start, they called a meeting, you can YouTube it. <laughs> they got the whole video up. I was the first name they called. He called the team up. He said, usually you get 85 scholarship. I have three vacant right now. He said, the first guy, Nate Paxson, earned the scholarship. I dropped to my knees in tears. And man, from there, it was just amazing. From there, I became a team captain. Earned a lot of playing time there as a walk-on. After that, uh, from, from that, I ended up being the first in my family to graduate with my bachelor's and master's. After that, got an opportunity with the Falcons and Seahawks. Didn't last long with that, with the NFL experience. Right. From there, ended up going to China, man, win the gold medal out there in the league that Ricky Williams and Byron Chamberlain started. Really? Yes, sir. Came back and did some CFL stuff. Uh, got into some mini camps there in the CFL as well. Didn't pan out how I wanted to. Now I'm currently in my third year basically playing arena football in the IFL. Second year in the IFL, I played in a, a smaller league before, but now I'm at the big leagues for arena. And like I said, it's been a blessing. I enjoyed this journey, and it's only about to get better. So I know I probably went on and on, but it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So during that um, whole scholarship process, when you say that you feel like you didn't earn it, like you didn't, you didn't want to tell them that you were struggling, like you weren't, you weren't going in there for pity. You wanted them to give you the scholarship based off your work ethic. You didn't want them to just give it to you, just to give it to you. Yeah, man, because that's, in my life, man, we had already, like, you know how people say, ask for help. With my family, we did that, and, you know, a lot of times people didn't help, even though they said they would if we did ask. So, for me, I got tired of asking for anything. That's kind of how I live my life now. I don't like asking for anything. I just earn it and go get it myself. So, I was to a point where I was like, I don't want you to give me a scholarship because I'm struggling. I'm pretty sure it's a hundreds and thousands of guys across the map who were in my same predicament who are not begging for a scholarship so I was never going to be the guy to beg for I wanted to get it based on my performance right um okay so your fresh your freshman and sophomore year before um, you know because you said the junior year you got the scholarship so your freshman and junior year freshman and sophomore year do you remember any either memorable games or not so much memorable but like your stats that may be caught the coach in a certain game that you think caught the coach's eye? Honestly, my first game, in my opinion, that's when I started looking at, okay, he's a real deal. So my first game, so I got to play in Tennessee. I got in uh, my freshman year, like the second game of the season, I got in on special teams in Tennessee. But my first play of defense, my first career was Maine University when we played my freshman year. The last game of the season, my first play, I got in TFL. The next play was the assist TFL. So mm. from there, people kind of was like, okay, hold up. He's not just an average, you know, walk on or average player. He actually has something to him. So from there, I started getting more time. I started becoming a captain, earning playing time on defense. I wasn't a starter on defense, but I was rotating in with the starter. So you could say I was starting. But yeah, man, for me personally, it's, it's so many games, but that main game probably stuck out because my first play ever of defense in college, Division One football, was the TFL. Okay. All right. Is there, if that was your play that probably stood out, I know every player, I don't care if you're, it could be from the punter, punter of a, of a college team to, to Tom Brady. There has to be a game out there that you like 100% either college or the, or the indoor football league 
it's a game out there that you that I know stands out to you, and you was like, I'm I'm in love with the game. Is what what's 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 that story? For sure, man. Uh, for me personally, it would be when we played Clemson my junior year. I had a phenomenal game. I had like three TFLs. Uh, I had uh, almost blocked the punt. I blew up the shield and knocked the guy over and almost blocked the punt. Uh, what else? That was just, that, in my opinion, that was just because we was playing, you know, the bigger school, the SEC school. Right. For me personally, definitely Clemson was a game to remember just because I had three TFLs versus a team that, you know, projected had nothing but NFL prospects. And, right. you know, Georgia State versus Clemson, you're not going to hear much about it, but they only beat us 28-0. to And, I mean, the 28 points was mostly off of interceptions and just bad field position. So, I feel like that was my best game. All right. If you could – all right, during the – because you know how you said you had tryouts, like, as an undrafted free agent? Yes, sir. All right, during their during the draft process – yeah, was there any teams that were actually like like interested in you? Like, as you know, you said you tried to with the Falcons and the Seahawks. Were they looking at you during the draft process? Or wait, what what draft class were you? What draft class were you? 2016. 2016. I think that was the season the Falcons drafted Vic Beasley. I'm not. It was. It was the Jack Falcons drafted Vic Beasley. Oh, it was the year before, so he 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 was a year ahead of me. But yeah, 2015 was his draft class. 2016, I came out right after. 2016 was that was that the Keanu Neal or was that the Takaris McKinley? Yeah, that was Takar uh what yeah McKinley top. It was top. McKinley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so were there any teams out there that was like, yo, we're looking at you? Like were there teams out there that was like hundred percent interested in you, but they just didn't they wanted to sign you as an undrafted free agent? Like did you think that you would did you think you were gonna go on draft or did you think you were gonna get drafted in the seventh round? Like how what was the draft process like? Me, I felt like I was going to get undrafted just because I, I know how football works. I know it's a business more than anything. Mm-hmm. So for me, I knew it was going to be undrafted. It was the route I was going to take. I was the Redskins were really interested in me after my pro day performance, and the Falcons were those were the main two interests. Seattle came about later down the line after the Falcons didn't work out, but those two teams were super interested in me. I felt like I was going to get into rookie camp, which I did with the Falcons. But, nice, nice. But other than that, man, I mean, the process for me was the same way it was. I take everything as if I'm an underdog, which I am. Therefore, I don't expect much. I just know when it happens, like, I've deserved it because I've been working my tail off to get it. So when the draft came along, I wasn't expecting to hear my name on there. I was more so expecting, okay, you're going to get a phone call. They're going to say you're invited to rookie camp, and that's what happened. Okay, okay. During rookie camp, was there, because you went to, you were invited to the Falcons rookie camp, right? Yep, yep. Was there any, like, okay, during the rookie camp, what's, what's out there that stood out to you, or not so-called stood out, but, like, maybe, like, maybe coaches that, you know, that you will always remember, or players out there that you're like, yo, I w- you, you're going to be able to say, I played. I, I was in training camp with that guy, or I, he was my coach for such and such amount of time. For me personally, uh, like you said about Big Beasley, he was a guy who I had seen. And I was like, okay, this dude's really twitching and fast. Uh, that's when they moved on the outside linebacker. That's when I played at Georgia State, so he was out there as well. But for me personally, what stood out more than anything 
was just that everybody's a ball player. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know how it's different schools and they're like, you go big time, you're this. You go small time, you're probably not as talented. That wasn't the case. Everybody, right. it didn't matter what background, you could just tell, like, yeah, you had a few outliers out there who were freakishly athletic, but everybody, for the most part, was talented, equally talented, equally in size and everything. So for me, that's what stood out for me more than anything was like, okay, I'm meant for this level. You know what I mean? Like, right. I belong. That, that's the biggest thing, and that's something I want any of these young guys who listen to this podcast or anything. Just know it doesn't matter your background or where you come from. Just know you belong because there's ballers everywhere. Right. Okay, so when you got to the rookie camp, okay, we're going to go to Seattle. When, because you know y'all had drills and scrimmages in rookie camp, correct? I'm not a professional football player, so I'm going off the media. So y'all did have like scrimmages and things like that, right? Yep. Okay, so when was that, when was your, even though it was, did you ever play a preseason game before? Did you you ever ever get in preseason games? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, so during the scrimmages at rookie minicamp, when was or minicamp in general? What was your? Wow, I um I'm in the big leagues now. This this ain't no college stuff no more. Like, what was your so-called welcome to the league moment? To be honest, I didn't really get one. Not in uh, rookie camp. Like, I had limited reps, so therefore it wasn't like I was getting in on every play. But when I got in, I did my job. I made some plays. So it wasn't really a point where it's like. I had that welcome. I feel like I would have got it if I would have, you know, got to make the team or at least got the preseason. Of course, you're going to get it because everybody has those welcome to the league moments. But right. I didn't get it in the short span that I was there. I was only there for like two weeks. So. All right. Okay. Well, in the, you know how you said you're in the biggest uh, arena football league in the world, correct? Yes, sir. All right. What was that? What was your welcome to the league moment in that game? Like, was it a game where maybe. The offensive lineman blocked, he shook you up, or maybe you got ran over so called. Like, what was your welcome to the league moment for that one? Oh, <laughs> you had some good questions, but I, can't <laughs> I, I, I haven't, I've never been ran over in my life. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I have been pancaked before, but to be honest, that's probably like two or three times out of my whole career playing and that was just either on a double team or, you know, the guy just got the better of me finished. Right. To be honest, in the IFL, I've been in for two years, haven't had that moment at all, so (laughs) I can't even lie to you, bro. That moment won't really happen for me, to be honest with you, just because I'm not a guy who's who's known to be out of position. Like, I'm always in position to make a play. Right. so for me, like I don't let guys hang on to me too long. I know they're probably bigger than me. I'm only two fifty. They're like three fifty. So <laughs> I'm throwing them all pretty fast. I'm pretty <laughs> strong and explosive. So I'm not letting guys just hang on to me when they want to. Right. All right. When you're your first walk me through your first okay, because I'm pretty sure there's former professionals and that's also in the IFL, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, can you maybe name one that everybody might know? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, so we do have a bunch of uh, ex-NFL guys. I'm trying to think. Is there anybody? Because the team I'm playing on, we had the Forrest Buckner to be in from uh, Oregon like a couple years back. Really? Uh, he, he used to be on the 49ers, right? Yep. yep. Okay. So, so we got a I mean, it's been a, so many. Like the crazy thing is, uh, Marshawn Lynch owns the Oakland Panthers out there in California. So, like, 
Wow. Yeah, so it's it's a big time league. We just got it. We just actually signed our TV deal today. We, I got uh, two of my games will be nationally televised all over the world, and the other ones you can stream them live on YouTube. But yeah, man, the the league is just growing year by year, and it's so many names, bro. I can't even like. It's not one that really just stands out. Like we got a dude named Space. We played this dude Space this past weekend. He's a linebacker played with, I think, the Eagles or something. But it's a bunch of ex-NFL players in this league just trying to get back to the NFL or the CFL. So, right. yeah, it's a big-time league, getting a lot to All right. So, okay. So, your first game when you was I – know, I know the jitters are there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I know the jitters are there, man. So, your first game, walk me through it. I'm talking about – from I'm talking about from the moment you wake up to to the moment that coin slip, man. For me, uh, so the, it's, it's gonna sound weird, but the day before the game, I listened to nothing but gospel, calm before the storm. Right, right. After that, the day of the game, I'm excited. I wake up with a ton of energy just because I know it's game day. I got my music playing, you know, whatever everybody want to listen to. I, I'm a little different. I'm from, I'm from the hood, so we listen to a little crazy and stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we from the old foe, man. Hey, hey, yes, sir. You know it. <laughs> but with that, man, I, I get my mind right, you know, in that mode where I'm ready to, you know, go hit somebody. And from there, before the game, you know, the jitters are not really nervousness. It's just, like, anxious. You're really anxious. Right. It's like butterflies. And not the ones, like I said, I'm not nervous at all. It's just anxious, like, okay, it's about to be game time. I'm finna perform in front of hundreds and thousands of people watching the game, people on television watching the game now. So it's like, for me, it's more so like, okay, after that first play, especially since me, I'm a guy who's, known to either play on kickoff or kickoff return. Mm-hmm. For me, once I get that first hit out of the way, it's, it's back to playing backyard football. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So your first Okay, let's go on the Okay, let's your first career, your first career sack in the IFL. Mhm. Let's 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 walk me through that. What 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 was going through your head right there? Man, I'm talking about the celebration was crazy man uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna lie because that was my first professional sack on such a high level I've had a sack in my prior arena league in the China league but you know like this is the IFL like the guy I was going against last year was who he played with the Redskins you know what I mean like he mm-hmm. just got released from the Redskins so for me I, I took it as like you know what it's an ex-NFL guy I just got a sack on my guy so guess what I turned up, man. I had a good time celebrating with my teammates, but my adrenaline was super high. I'm not even gonna lie to you, because I hit him in the backfield. It was, it was a bunch of fun. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. All so, right. So if you if you could, you know, tell any guys like you know, like I said, everybody's gonna get it out the mud differently. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's some it's some NFL players that's. When that went undrafted, they came from HBCUs and their Hall of Famers like Shannon Sharp and uh, I think Walter Payton. I think Walter Payton is one. Uh, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is another one. It's players out there that came from the XFL, and they're he they're in the league now. So, because I know you're not discouraged. You know you're gonna go out there. You're gonna work your tail off every day for that. You know because you always want to level up. You know I'm pretty sure you don't want to stay at the IFL all your um career, right? Not at all. I know, I know, I know that you want to end up be on on one of these 
professional football teams, whether it's the, I hope it ain't the Saints, but if the Saints give you a contract, I can't be mad at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No doubt. But, um, so if you could get out there to guys that's like, because I'm, because I was talking to one one of my homeboys, he went, he's going to an NAI school for wrestling, but he got, he had a scholarship for it. And he was like, I don't want nobody to know I'm going NAI because, you know, that means they're basically saying that, you know, good. I said, hey, man, if you can play, they're going to find you, you know what I'm saying? Just because you went D3 or you went D2 or NAIA or JUCO doesn't mean that you're not good at the sport, you know what I'm saying? Because it's D1, it's Division One athletes out there who ended up, you know, not being the greatest players, like <clears throat> like Anthony Bennett, you know what I'm saying? I'll put it on base, basketball real quick. Man was one of the greatest, well, no, Sean Morrison, I'm tripping, Sean Morrison, one of the greatest college basketball players ever. And he was a horrible player in the NBA, you know what I'm saying? So just because you go D1 does not mean you're gonna automatically be great. So to the kids out there that may be D3 or NAIA or JUCO, what, 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 you go, what, what can you say to them? Man, all I'm going to tell you is ball is everywhere. My brother played at the NAIA school, Campbellville, Kentucky. He transferred to Georgia State, became the starting center, an all-conference guy. Uh, he actually, we play on the same team together right now, the Bismarck Bucks. He's our starting center. He had some NFL opportunities as well with Falcons and whatnot. So what I'm going to tell you guys is, man, don't let the school define you. Don't let where you at define you, man, because if you're a good player, you will get found. Right. <laughs> it's that simple. Like, Film, film does not lie. Men lie, women lie, but film doesn't. What you put on film is who you are. Right. So with that, I'm gonna just tell you: make sure you put your best foot forward. Like I said, it doesn't matter where you're at, long as you're performing and you're performing at a high level, you'll get found. Trust me. Right. And um, last thing, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know who's gonna listen to the podcast. It could be the brother of a sister of a scout for the Falcons or something like that. So if you wanna shout out, you know, shout out anybody or any just any words that you want to say to an NFL team out there, you know, this is your time to do it, man. No doubt, no doubt, man. The one thing I will say, man, is for me in my whole life, just everything I've been through throughout these years, um, I would just say no always means next opportunity. For me, I, I never took no for an answer, and that's why I'm still prospering in life now. And with that, I outwork everybody. I'm a student of the game. And that's how I feel. Every player who has aspirations to be the next level should conduct themselves. You're a professional. Whether you're getting paid $1 or a million dollars, you're a professional because you're getting paid to do what you love. So right. that, personally, man, for me, I'm going to continue to cherish and perform in this game as long as God gives me the ability to. And from there, I'm going to put my best foot forward. But just know this isn't the ending of Nate Paxson. This is just the beginning. Right. Atlanta Falcons, give my man an opportunity, man. Yes, Come sir. on, man. You know we need help on the defensive line. Yes, they sir. know we need help on the defensive line. They're doing, man. All right, man. Again, I just want to thank you so much. I'm not trying to hold you up anymore because you said you do have a game today, though, right? No, nah, no. Nah, we got a game this Saturday, but we be having practice. Y'all got practice at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. So, look. All right, man. If there's uh, somewhere that you know... Like you said, you y'all just signed y'all TV deal. Where mm-hmm. is that? Um, where can we watch it at? You know what I'm saying? I got you. Give me one second. I'm gonna look at it right now. I just posted it on my IG because I was happy to post it in my story. But uh, so we just signed a TV deal with. Give me one second. It's pop up on phone. There it is. We just signed it with Watch Stadium. So that's just, um. 
it's a network basically where you can plug into watchstadium.com it's the website but they just partner with us okay. yeah, it's called watch stadium and it's it's an actual channel too so once i get the detail i'll make sure i shoot it to you but we just signed the deal today so i'm still kind of new to everything that's going on with it as well okay all right but again, man, thank you again so much for letting me interview you. This is probably one of the biggest moments in my history so far. And um, last thing before I go, you go go ahead, shout yourself, shout yourself out Instagram, LinkedIn, no Snapchat, all that good stuff. No doubt, you can search me, Nate Pax, and I have a football jersey on, probably beside my dad and all of them. My my father just passed six months ago due to cancer, so oh. that's, def- that's definitely been something I've been battling going back and forth with as far as just recovering from that but um yeah impacts in 98 n 98 on instagram twitter guys gift underscore nate you'll see me all of them you'll see me i'm in a football jersey here say georgia state or something in the bio and from there shoot i definitely follow back i'm not sadity or nothing like that so appreciate y'all man love you i appreciate you having me on the call too buddy. all right man thank you again man this will be out by 5 o'clock today after I finish all the editing and good stuff. But again, man, guys, this is Nate Paxton, professional football player for the Indoor, indoor Football League, Bismack Burks Bucks. Yes, sir. Bismack Bucks. Um, Wow, I'm sorry, man. Jitters. <laughs> man, you good, man. I appreciate you having me on, bro. All right, man. You be safe in here. Good luck at practice and go, out, go ahead and ball off of your game. All right, man? Yes, sir. You too. All right, man. Thank you.